Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Niching Compass. I'm Allegra Stein. I'm so glad you're here today. Um, You probably know by now that I like keeping my episodes short and sweet. I know this one is a little bit longer than normal, but I didn't want to edit it down. I didn't want to cut anything out because I'm talking today about niche and in particular some evolution in my own thinking about it. I, I hope you find it helpful. I think the idea of niching is a very big one in the world of coaching. And I think, I just hope you'll find something of value in it. So thanks for listening. Here we go. So the reason why I wanted to revisit this idea of niche is because of an email that I got a couple of weeks ago from someone in my community who comes to my workshops and maybe they listen to the podcast or watch my YouTube videos or something. But, you know, they essentially said to me, you know, you talk about the coaching industrial complex and like rebelling against ideas like, you know, before you start coaching, you first must pick a niche. And then they said, but isn't that your niche? And it was so awesome. I ended up actually replying to them and saying, thank you so much for sharing these ideas with me. Because what happened was I stepped away from my my computer and I started walking around. It was almost like the puzzle pieces of my thinking around niche kind of broke apart and then started to rearrange themselves. That's the best way to explain the idea storm that came up as a result of that email. And I thought, you know what, I, I, I should revisit this idea of niching because things have continued to evolve for me. I mean, thinking changes. I'm not here sharing the one right way to approach our work. I'm just letting you in on how my thinking and perspective has changed and evolved and grown over time and as a result of my own experiences with hopes that it helps you in some way look at your coaching perhaps through a new lens, one that feels more creative and spacious and interesting and fun than you may have been feeling up until now. So to give a little bit of context, I was certified, my first certification was in 2012 And there was no business element to my certification, which in reflection, I'm actually very grateful for. And um, so when I got that email, like, congratulations, you've passed the test and you are now a certified life coach, I was left, like I imagine many of you may feel, wondering, okay, so what next? Like, how do I now go and do this thing called being a coach? Um... And you don't have to Google that many times before you are suddenly bombarded with marketing and advertisements and suggestions about all the different programs you can join to build a coaching practice. And at the time, I decided to sign up for B-School, which was just this very popular online business building program. And that really became my narrative was, oh, if I want to be a coach, I have to start an online business. And... When I joined that program, one of the very first things I was told was, okay, the very, you, you have to pick a niche. That was just the phrase. You've got to pick a niche. And that idea stuck with me for a very long time. The belief that to be successful, for things to work in my coaching practice, I had to pick a niche. And that if I didn't pick a niche, it wasn't going to work. 
And so what happened, and I mean, I can share more of that story, but I, you know, as an ideator and an activator and someone who's really values creativity, I, over the years, was just naturally pulled to trying new things. I wanted to experiment and play and test things out and go in different directions. But every time I made that turn, there was this kind of voice in my head saying, come on, Allegra, just stick to the plan. Don't, don't go off the path. You've got to stay on track. You've got to pick your niche and stick with it. And then everything will work out. And so, you know, the, 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 the overarching kind of message I would tell myself was, you know, when are you going to figure this out, Allegra? You've just got to just figure it out and everything will be fine. It wasn't until, you know, at the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, that I, when I really started to lean into the possibility of supporting other coaches and started to hear their stories. I, I had conversation projects where I would talk to coaches in their first couple of years of coaching and I would hear this same narrative just weighing so heavily on them. Oh, I guess I got to pick a niche and I've got to do it this way. And this is the, the right way, right? But it doesn't feel good. And I feel so constricted and I'm just, I don't want to become a clone. Like all of these things that my own perspective and reflections started to emerge around what I wanted to say to them. (laughs) And I just was like, oh my gosh, I wish I could go back in time and tell myself all of these things that I see now. And that became the fire that continues to drive the work that I do. So you have heard me say, if you've listened to my podcast or, you know, read any of my stuff, you've made me hurt. You've maybe heard me say things like, guess what? You don't need a niche to start coaching or, you know, uh, let's rebel against the coaching industrial complex, which includes messages like, oh, the first thing you have to do is pick a niche. So I think to continue engaging in conversation that includes that word, we first have to agree on our definition of it. And I think that's where like misunderstanding happens on many different levels with people. We use the same words, but they have different meaning. And niche is one of the biggest buzzwords. So let me share kind of what I think the definition is in the coaching industrial complex and how I now define it. When I hear coaches talking about niching or when I hear that word, what I think is meant most of the time is who is it that you want to help? Who do you want to help? I remember meeting up with a bunch of coaches I'd never met before and we were sitting around and eventually someone said, so what's everyone's niche? And as people went around the table, what I heard was who it is that they want to help. And I think that's a very valuable place to explore our work. I think that having clarity around that person that you want to be a guide for, the journey that they're on, the problem that they have, things like the things that they think about and worry about, their demographics, all of that stuff is worthy of and an exciting place to explore. I simply call it who you want to help. I no longer call that particular direction that we can follow niche. For me, 
the word niche means something much more um, complicated. I don't know if complicated is the right word, but just complex and nuanced and multi-layered. For me, a person's niche cannot be captured in a single sentence. Uh, my background before I was coaching and when I was in school was actually uh, in environmental science. I am a wildlife, fish, and conservation biology major. And I have always loved science. And through the lens of ecology and ecosystems, niche in, in simplest terms is defined as the role that an organism plays in its environment. Okay. Even that sentence alone simplifies a very rich kind of um, definition of what niche is. So if I think of a bird, for example, the niche of a bird is what it eats. It includes what eats it. It's how long its uh, offspring gestate. It's where it builds its nests. It's what it uses to build its nest. It's the time of day that it's active. It's the sounds that it makes. It's the, the, the bits that it picks off the ground and the resources that it uses and the resources that it contributes. It's all of that stuff together is what makes up an organism's niche and more. So when I think now about a coach's niche, it is no longer just who that coach helps. In fact, who you are is as much a part of your niche as the person you help, as the offer that you put into the world, as your point of view. Your niche includes your strengths, your values, your quirks, your personality, your interests, the way you show up. It includes your point of view, your opinions, your experience. It also includes who you want to help and all of those beautiful details. It includes the, the frameworks that you use, the tools that you bring into your coaching. Your niche includes the experiences that you create, the experiments that you want to run in your work. It includes your why, your motivation. Your niche is not something that you pick. <laughs> your niche is, is something that emerges, it evolves, it develops over time and as a result of experience and insight and a willingness to try things out. So whereas in the past I've, I've said you don't need a niche to start coaching, I think as a result of this ideating I've been doing over the past weeks um, because of this one email that came my way, I think now I might say your niche is there from the very beginning. Your niche is there from the start. You can't get away from it. It is of you. It's, it's a part of the entire process that you decide to engage in when you say, all right, I'm going to go out there and do this work. Um, I think perhaps a metaphor that might help that just kind of sprang up, it's that when we begin, it's almost like we have a little baby niche. It's, it's new and it's um, in a, a very important period of discovery and learning and trying things out and stumbling and falling and finding its voice. And as with kids, the best way to approach that period of time is um, 
with curiosity and allowance and forgiveness and encouragement and uh, openness and and a spirit of, yes, try this out. You know, it's okay if it doesn't work. <laughs> Let's experiment and play and discover. And I think that spirit is what gets constrained by the messages of the coaching industrial complex, by this um, sense of urgency and you have to figure it out now. And this story that you just have to pick, you know, just pick it. And if you pick it, it'll work. And if you don't pick it, then, you know, you're not doing it right. But that doesn't honor, that doesn't honor the beautiful, again, evolution and development and growth that happens over time. There is an element of patience that is, um, that nurtures your niche becoming what it's going to be. (laughs) Of it taking on all of the identity and the characteristics and the richness that happen over time. You know, and here's another maybe way of looking at it. When you think of someone who's graduated from culinary school, right? They have all these new tools, but they don't find their voice as a chef until they've engaged in the work and cooked and experimented for a period of time. And I'm not saying, you know, it takes a different amount of time for different people. There's no prescription of like, well, it's going to take this many years before you, you know, it all turns into what it's meant to be. But when we're talking about niche, at least within the definition that I am seeing it within, um, I just want to let you know that it's okay to give it space to breathe. And it's okay to treat it kindly and with tenderness and to know that it's okay to, you know, pick one direction to head in. Maybe it's who you want to help. Maybe you have clarity around who it is that you want to help. But maybe you're more inspired by an experience you want to create or the tool that you've just learned that you want to talk about or a bigger why that you can't quite put your finger in, but it's just moving you into action. Um, There's a workshop I teach called The Coaching Compass, and it's all about finding and embracing different directions that you can head to get started to experiment with. Because it's through all of those things that your niche is going to continue to grow and change and and assume the shape that it's meant to, to be. And you can simply trust that that's happening. And um, yeah. (laughs) Thanks for listening. I certainly hope that this has helped you. I know it's a little bit longer than my typical podcasts, but I just wanted to let myself kind of riff on it a little bit. I'd be so curious what you've heard. Um, Thanks for listening. Like I said, I would love to know what did you just hear in that? What's sticking? What insights maybe bubbled up? Feel free to email me anytime. My address is in the show notes. You can also send me a message on Voxer. Love using Voxer to stay connected, especially now that I am no longer on Facebook or Instagram. Um, yeah, so please don't hesitate to connect. I'd love to hear from you. And if you're cur- curious to know more about what's happening over in my universe, you can visit allegrastein.com forward slash now. Thank you.
It's my new little now page, which I think is pretty fun. You can just go to AllegraStein.com where you can find information on upcoming workshops and the masterclass coming up in January. I'd certainly love to have you there. And until next time, hope you have a great day.